Hello everyone and welcome to the Plants and Pipettes Advent Day calendar. We're on day two. We're talking about our favorite plants that are associated with Christmas. And today's plant is... Poinsettia. Yeah. Or Poinsettia, if you want to pronounce it completely wrong. Oh, well, that leads into my first question, Yaram. I'm going to quiz you about your knowledge about poinsettia. Where does it originate from? Is it France? Uh, poinsettia. I, I, I have no idea where it or, it's originating from. Like, it's this red, like, this this red plant that you see. And I think in German it's something called, like, a Weihnachtsstern, so a Christmas star. Okay. Um, so I don't know where I would, like, imagine a, a, a red plant growing. Just off the top of my head... I would say maybe somewhere South America, they have colorful plants there, more than like in Central Europe. It's not South America, it's like North America, it's Mexico, mm-hmm. um, is the original location, probably in the state of Guerrero in Mexico. Um, actually, as it turns out, quite a lot of important crops, like things that we eat, a lot of them came from like Central and South America, right? This is a... yeah hot spot for plant development especially it's, it's always a good guess like if you if you are unsure like me say yeah. like somewhere in the americas <laughs> in the you, new world darling there is like if if it's not cabbage or like we read in the palm book club a book where it's like a lot about like uh, uh, millet and apples and stuff that mm. were not from the americas but a lot of the like modern crops corn tomatoes peppers yeah. you guys in europe you potatoes. had like turnips right you had some turnips and some beets all those yeah. super great rooty And no, no poinsettia whatsoever. Like it no was a poinsettia. Sad time. Okay, so poinsettias now, we kind of all associate them with Christmas. I think it's a very common Christmas plant. It's it's in all your local Lidls if you haven't seen one of them. As you are, I'm seeing <laughs> these little bushy things with the bright red flowers that aren't really flowers. So mm-hmm. those red things are actually specialized leaves, right? They're yeah. bracts. They're leaves that have, have turned themselves shiny. Yeah, but they have like leaf, still like the leaf veins and stuff. That's why I would always, like, I didn't even know that there were flowers or like flower-like structures. It does look more leafy than some other other yeah. plants, which sort of go further in the imitation game of making their, their leaves look even more petally than, yeah. than leafy. Do you know why they're associated with Christmas? Do they flower during Christmas time, during like des- December? <laughs> I don't think so. I actually don't know the answer to that. Is it the red color then? Is it because Coca-Cola? Yeah, I think I think the color is a pretty big thing. I think like red and green together are pretty pretty Christmassy. Um, But the red color is also supposed to symbolize Jesus's blood sacrifice, which, like, I know that we've acknowledged that we don't know our Christian mythology that well. But I'm pretty sure the blood sacrifice does not happen at Christmas. It happens at Easter. So yeah. that's also a little bit... Maybe it's from eh. his mother. Like, I've I've seen two births now. Okay, that's too graphic, I think. I think we need to, like... <laughs> okay, I'm stopping here. But plants, pipettes, but you, and pregnancy. You, you, brought, you brought a black blood sacrifice into Christmas, and I just okay. tried to find a place for it, Tegan. <laughs> so apparently there's there's a, a mythology that there was a young girl, and she was looking for a Christmas gift and to bring to the church sort of as an offering to the church. This is back in the 16th century, and she couldn't find anything. Instead, she just like gathered some random weeds. Mm-hmm. I was going to say from the side of the road, but, you know, maybe from the side of the... 
I don't know, 16. They had roads. Um, and she put those on the church altar and then there was sort of a miracle and that turned into the beautiful red and green poinsettias. Oh. And yeah, they've got this red color which is symbolizing Jesus's blood sacrifice but they've also got this very star-like shape and that matches to the the story of the birth a little bit better because like when we had Bethlehem there was a big star shining to guide the wise men mm-hmm. to baby Jesus right so kind of star-shaped kind of red and green we've got a nice Christmas mythology yeah yes are you happy yes. I would I would agree with that like if I I'm I'm happy with that link to Christian mythology by having a, a, a star there. I feel good. I feel good about that. Um, <laughs> so the other thing is, apart from like having these red and and green bits, you can like these specialized bracts, the, the the colored leaves. They can also be like orange. They can be pale green. They can be kind of creamy, pink, white. So anything in that range from white to it's basically all shades of red, isn't it? Yeah, I know that in in the shops here you have to watch out because sometimes they just like spray paint these red because they have not the right what? shade of red in the leaves and then you can like buy spray painted plants um and they like years ago people said like yeah don't buy the spray painted ones just make sure you get like the right the, the true one is that and still then, a thing is it really i i don't know if like i haven't bought poinsettias in years so I don't know if it's still a thing but I know at one point it was I remember coming to Germany one of the culture shocks I had it's not a real culture shock was that a lot of the flowers seem to be covered in glitter like living plants like when you go to a a plant store (laughs) there's just like they like to paint and glitter and like glue little like a ladybug for, for the new years I think it's lucky they would like glue yeah, random crap onto the plants, and I was like, "This is a living org. How dare you show yeah, some respect?" Yeah, it's very, like, very disrespectful. You've just lacquered up this poor plant's tomato. Like it can't breathe anymore. It's definitely going to die, and it's going to shed glitter in my house while I'm doing it, which is yeah, pretty much fair, the like, worst sin that could be committed. Who has a poinsettia at other times in the house apart from Christmas? Like they all must die at one point during the year, and then people buy new ones in December. <laughs> Uh, one of my so, friends actually showed me one that she had kept from last year, but it was just the saddest looking thing. It was it was alive, but it it was living like, a pained existence. Like Christmas it didn't want to be there. Period, Christmas is a period where people let plants die. Be it Christmas trees inside their house or poinsettias on their windows stills. Silts. Anyway. Uh, okay, the next thing is the name of the poinsettia. It comes from a dude. His name was Joel Roberts Poinsett. Mm-hmm. Now we know the origins. And he was the first United <laughs> States minister to Mexico. So in 1825, he actually introduced poinsettias to the US, um, which is also why, I mean, also because of the origin, it's also known as the Mexican flame flower, mm-hmm. as well as crown of the Andes, also kind of related. Some other names are painted leaf. Maybe that's a German name. And then also <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Eve flower. Farbladpflanze. <laughs> And then also Easter flower, which again goes back to our whole like blood of Jesus. I have never seen poinsettias like swell in the numbers in the shops around Easter. I just don't think that's a thing, yeah. but it could be different in different countries. I've only lived in a couple so far. Yeah, it could be. Okay, so the final cool fact, I think, is how you actually make them. So these have been cultivated since like by the Aztec time. So they're people knew how to grow them grow them technically it's and a plant it, it only it, got a name in like the 19th century when like a yeah, dude I introduced mean, them yeah that's strange super strange <laughs> isn't it um 
<laughs> a common theme in botany where yeah <laughs> anyway um we didn't actually mention the scientific name the scientific name is euphorbia pucherima mm-hmm. that means nothing to me except that it's a euphorb that's probably helpful to some people um so first cultivated many 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 years ago but cultivating something like plants basically do grow for themselves so not super hard to get a plant to grow but growing it commercially and like growing it you know high intensity getting them out fast for less cost that's a different problem any of you who actually work in the lab will also know that you know even just like some organisms just don't don't want to grow under artificial conditions like they're just not doing it so one of the problems was that they don't really like being aesthetically pleasing when you when they grow. So somebody <laughs> called Paul Ecker developed a grafting technique. So grafting is like, you know, when you cut the top bit of a plant, put it on the bottom of another bit. Um, and he basically made them smaller and bushier and like mm-hmm. kind of chunkier. And <laughs> yeah, I guess more of a more of a what you see now as opposed to some straggly thing that just looks a little bit awful and then Mm -hmm. this guy sort of came up with this technique and as we all know like if you have strong plant scientific skills like molecular biology skills grafting technique like growth you will make millions like this is just a known fact it's why Yoram and I became scientists and Paul Ecker and his family (laughs) and it's so extremely rich to both of us yeah (laughs) yes that's that's why we're extremely wealthy people Um, so Paul Ecker discovered this and then the Ecker family had this monopoly they knew the technique and they just sold these things anywhere everywhere and they were Mm -hmm the poinsettia poinsettia family until john dole a researcher in a university a brave individual also discovered the method and then he published it uh-huh and then it's like that's how open science broke the monopoly I feel like, like, if anything, this is a Christmas. This is the Christmas story that you should approve of, Yaram. Like, yes, probably publicly funded researcher makes a discovery that undermines a monopoly. No, Capitalism I, falls down. I really um, like that. And he published lots, it, lots and then like everybody knew. Workers getting fired because they can't uphold. Oh it my anymore. goodness! No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really much in favor of that. Like, break those like patents. Publish this stuff. I don't know if it was pa- patented in this case, but like, yeah. I don't think it was patented. I think it was like a trade secret. They, yeah. The family knew and it stayed inside the family. Yeah. Just you have to marry in to get those methods. <laughs> so that's poinsettia. Um, one of uh, the, the famous Christmas plants. Um, this was our second day of the Advent calendar. Um, and there's a next one coming up tomorrow. Um, it's a little bit weird doing this in... Um, hindsight but um you will you will figure this out when you can open this little door uh yeah so more about this soon bye